Welcome to A Probe Christmas. I'm Sue Bolin. Songs about Jesus' birth have been close friends with Christmas for generations, but when's the last time you thought about the great truth found in these Christmas hymns and carols? This week, we're highlighting five Christmas songs, and today it's Coventry Carol. Herod the king, in his raging, charged he hath this day. His men of might, in his own sight, all children young to slay. Following a star, magi arrive in Jerusalem and ask Herod where they can find this newborn king of the Jews. Herod rouses his biblical scholars to research this, and they find in Micah, But as for you, Bethlehem, too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you one will go forth for me to be ruler in Israel. His goings forth are from long ago, from the days of eternity. This king was a much bigger deal than Herod ever would be. Still, Herod chooses to inform the Magi, encouraging them to return and tell him where they found this king so that he too could, quote, worship him. But God, knowing his heart, warns the Magi to return home another way. When Herod found out, he was furious and instructed his soldiers to kill all the baby boys two years old and younger. A second prophecy is fulfilled from Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and she refused to be comforted because they were no more. It was this event which stirred the writing of the hauntingly beautiful Coventry Carol. Even though this is a dark and tragic theme, we need to know and to feel the entire context surrounding the birth of Christ. One child born and who knows how many dozens, if not hundreds, were slaughtered. Two thousand years later, few would respond to Christ as Herod did, but to even do something as harmless as ignore him places you at eternal risk. So, how do you respond to the Christ? Welcome to A Probe Christmas. I'm Sue Bolin. Songs about Jesus' birth have been close friends with Christmas for generations. But when's the last time you thought about the great truth found in these Christmas hymns and carols? This week we're highlighting five Christmas songs, and today it's In the Bleak Midwinter. Enough for him whom cherubim worship day and night, a breast full of milk and a manger full of hay. Enough for him whom angels fall down before, the oxen, ass, and camel which adore. The third verse speaks to something we often forget, especially when it comes to applying it. The Christmas narratives from the Gospels, prophecies, and subsequent teaching speak plainly and forcefully to the deity and humility of Christ. The Apostle Paul explains it well. Though he was God, He did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. 
Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Jesus Christ gives us the greatest example of a life of humility, first by laying aside his divine privileges, then humbling himself further by dying for our sins on the cross. Going from the non-stop worship of the cherubim to mother's milk and a bed of hay was entirely within his character, as was the stark contrast between angels falling prostrate before him to simple barnyard beasts adoring him. Perhaps God's greatest goal for your life and for mine is to make us like Jesus. Paul tells us in Romans, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. So do you think humility would be part of that process for us? Of course. The author of the song, Christina Rossetti, wraps up her verses with an application. Yet what can I give him? Give him my heart. Humility is what brings us to Christ. Will you give your heart to him this Christmas? Welcome to A Probe Christmas. I'm Sue Bolin. Songs about Jesus' birth have been close friends with Christmas for generations. But when's the last time you thought about the great truth found in these Christmas hymns and carols? This week we're highlighting five Christmas songs, and today it's God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. Even though this is one of the oldest Christmas carols still being sung today, it offers a unique blending of historic and contemporary perspectives. The first and last verses are for us, the contemporary perspective, while the middle verses are about shepherds, angels, the Christ child, and his mother Mary. Let's look at the verses which apply to you and me. The first line tells us how we are to rest Mary and are not to dismay. How can we do that? Because Christ was born to save. The angel said, do not be afraid. In other words, don't be dismayed. And there has been born for you a Savior which allows us to rest Mary. We learn more from Matthew 2. He will save his people from their sins. So not just saved, but saved from our sins. The next line talks about how we were gone astray. Isaiah 53 shows us how far we've gone astray, listing the things Christ has done for us. He bore our griefs, carried our sorrows, was pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities, chastised for our peace and his wounds healed us and after all Christ has done for us it says all we like sheep have gone astray we have turned everyone to his own way despite this the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all what typically is the last verse with a contemporary perspective says 
Now to the Lord sing praises, all you within this place. That's what you do when the Son of God has come into the world to save you from your sins. Welcome to A Probe Christmas. I'm Sue Bolin. Songs about Jesus' birth have been close friends with Christmas for generations, but when is the last time you thought about the great truth found in these Christmas hymns and carols? This week we're highlighting five Christmas songs, and today it's While Shepherds Watched. While shepherds watched their flocks by night, all seated on the ground, an angel of the Lord came down and glory shone around. Fear not, said he, for mighty dread had seized their troubled mind. Glad tidings of great joy I bring to you and all mankind. Well, there's no doubt from the title, it's all about the shepherd's perspective of what happened the night Christ was born. When you compare the lyrics of the carol with Luke 2, you discover that the shepherd's perspective in this song is extremely biblical. Examine all the main points from the gospel narrative and you find them in the song the cast, the location, angelic appearance, fear, angelic announcement, new location, signs, chorus, praise. Now a word about the cast and their perspective. They were shepherds. But wait, wasn't this the birth of the Son of God? King of kings and Lord of lords? Why would God make such a stellar announcement to the working class? Two reasons. The first reason is found in both Luke 2 and the first verse of the song. Here's Luke's account. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. This good news was for all the people. The second reason the shepherds were the recipients of such good news was pride. Had the message been brought to the elite, the royal, the upper class, Do you think they would have shared such a great message with those of us less fortunate? Probably not. We wouldn't have access to their social circles. Why would they seek us out to share this good news? Pride would have cut the good news off from the rest of the world. God did not want this message to miss anyone. Christ came humbly and his announcement came humbly. After all, God so loved the world.
Welcome to A Probe Christmas. I'm Sue Bolin. Songs about Jesus' birth have been close friends with Christmas for generations, but when's the last time you thought about the great truth found in these Christmas hymns and carols? This week we're highlighting five Christmas songs, and today it's O Holy Night. O Holy Night, the stars are brightly shining. It is the night of the dear Savior's birth. Long lay the world in sin and error pining, till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. A thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. Long lay the world in sin and error pining, although one rarely pines anymore. As I read this line, I feel the hopelessness and helplessness pressing in. In the seventh chapter of Paul's letter to the Romans, he said, I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I am a slave to sin. Yeah, that's hopeless. Speaking of slavery, the third verse declares, Chains shall he break, for the slave is our brother, and in his name all oppressions shall cease. In 1847, when the lyrics were written, slavery was rampant, especially in these United States. And a century and a half later, oppression still hasn't ceased. Why? Well, Paul said it in the previous passage. I am a slave to sin. We are all slaves to sin until Christ breaks those chains. The result of Christ breaking the chains of oppression is found in the choruses. Fall on your knees and behold your king before him lowly bend. Christ humbled himself to embrace our human weaknesses and humbled himself even further unto death on the cross. And our response is to fall on our knees in humility and praise. I wonder if humility has a place in breaking the chain of oppression. Seems to work for Jesus. This week's scripts have been written by my friend and producer of Probe Radio, Stephen Davis. The music was composed and performed by his son and Mind Games Camp alumnus, John Clive Davis. May your Christmas be filled with praise. Praise.